This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Should uniformed Toronto police officers be allowed to take part in the Toronto Pride Parade? The Pride Toronto Parade. That is the question. Now I want to hear from you. Your thoughts. 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740. As I reported on radio uh, this morning in the news, members of Pride Toronto are asking Toronto police to withdraw an application which would allow uniformed officers to march in this year's Pride Parade. They cite the fractured relationship between police and the gay community, which they say cannot be mended through a parade. They say there's a lot of hurt and a lot of anger in Toronto's gay village over the handling of the case involving accused serial killer Bruce MacArthur, who is charged with first-degree murder in the deaths of six men who had connections to the gay village. Joining us to discuss this issue is former police officer and our crime and security specialist, Ross McLean. Ross, thank you for joining us. Good to be with you, uh, Jane. Good to be with you. Your thoughts on this latest development? Well, I mean, first of all, let me say, uh, everybody feels absolutely horrible about the issue of a serial killer who is able to kill and plunder and, and, and pick on the community for so many years. That's a given. That being said, after saying that, I believe that when I look at this letter today that was put out and the invite to the Toronto police, uh, my sense on this, Jane, is this is a small group of people that have leadership there that are playing politics with this. And I'm not even that sure that their community supports uh, their position on this. And that's interesting you should say that. Uh, CP24 took a camera last night to Church and Wellesley and asked a number of people who live in the community or frequent the community, and everybody said the same thing, that they should not be deprived of taking part, the individual officers who want to wear their uniforms and want to march proudly in the Pride Parade. They they all said it's it's very unfortunate, they're very upset about the alleged serial killer, but they're separating that from this issue. Uh, well, I wasn't even aware of that report, so I'm glad that you said that. One of the things I am aware of is that uh, the Pride Parade, since they've taken this anti-police stance, and it's not pro-gay, LBGTQ and all that, it's an anti-police stance. Since they've done that, my understanding is that their sponsorship has dropped by like 80%. Their advertisers have fleed them, and uh, all of their numbers are dropping since the leadership has decided to take this position. And something, uh, Jane, I'd have to tell you, this is really strange. So I'm looking into this letter a little bit to see who's signing it. Okay, Pride Toronto is down there. And then the 519, which, as everybody knows, is the famous community centre that's set up in the gay village to help assist with all sorts of issues uh, for gay people. And they've done a great job. Except the fact, I don't think most people are aware. Did you know that that's actually a Toronto City agency? Yes, The 519 Community Centre. 
Yeah, it's actually a Toronto City Agency. And in their constitution, in order to be a Toronto City Agency, it says right in there that they have to welcome everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I was a Ryerson student, it was there even then. And I didn't have a doctor yet in Toronto. It was just around the corner from my apartment building. I've actually been in there and been and seen by doctors there. Yeah, so I mean, they do some great things, but it's a so here you have a Toronto City agency that signed this letter asking that another agency uh, be uninvited from part partaking in the parade, which is really against their constitution. That's why they're asking them to withdraw, I think, because they can't really make them right. But, but when I was looking it up as well, though, I saw you know there's a there's a, a petition on change.org that went out some three or four months ago that are calling for changes at the head of the 519 in different places, because not everybody is so happy with how this leadership is going down this road of divisiveness. Now, this isn't to say that the organizations don't do great things, but somehow, as you indicated with that report where they actually talk to people in the village, what the leadership is doing is not what the people want. And let me tell you, some of these police officers who engage in working at Pride, many of them are gay themselves or they have family members who are, and they've got a real tight, a real tight connection to that community. And for them to be denied because of their work is really the exact opposite of the whole idea of what we're supposed to be doing. Well, exactly. I mean, won't a fractured relationship be healed through a process of inclusion rather than exclusion? Absolutely. And and let me tell you, when when they're saying that the Toronto police are not doing enough, there is a massive change uh, undergoing right now with looking at how they're dealing with missing persons. There's a new unit that's going to be started up that is going for missing persons, that is going to be a huge draw on resources throughout the force in order to put together the the, the unit properly, to have it staffed properly. The police are responding. They want to work on this. And to have someone sit there and say, oh, no, this is all divisive, you're doing nothing. I mean, I think this leadership is a leadership that can't be placated. And I think it's for political reasons that they're doing it. It's not for the good of the community. It's not for the good of moving forward. I think they're looking to make it a political issue during this silly season of a political election that's upcoming. You're listening to Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. I'm Jane for Libby, our crime and security specialist, Ross McLean, on the line. Ross, uh, removing uniformed Toronto police officers from Pride obviously predates the Bruce MacArthur case. I mean, we all remember the ongoing demands of Black Lives Matter and stopping the parade last year and making uh, Toronto police ensure that none of their uniformed officers would march. I guess that was two years ago they stopped the parade. So this has this because of that history almost seems to be uh, very much detached from the Bruce MacArthur case. It seems to be, as you said, very political. It is political. Listen, the police, they want to solve this problem. And the community knows. Look, the people out there in the, in, in, in the gay community, they know that because of the the, the culture and the makeup of their community, as much as they're in society and part of society, which is why uniform police should be allowed to march, want to represent that, as much as they're there, they also know that there's a part of the society that is vulnerable and can be picked on. People who don't want to be known that are, that are out. People who get involved with sex workers like this Bruce MacArthur did. And the fear of reporting information and working with the police so the police don't hear about things. So at one point, they're saying, we don't want the police anywhere near us. At another point, they're saying the police aren't doing enough for us. I think that the smart, 
good and reasonable people within that community want to get the police, they want to get them on side, and they want to say, here's how you can serve us better, here's how we can work with you better. You know, maybe they need special lines for reporting uh, sexual assaults, violent sexual assaults, like work like happened for uh, prostitutes would have organizations like that set up in order to not have this community so vulnerable. They need the police there. Like, look, who's going to deal with a Bruce MacArthur, a serial killer like that, but the police? You need the police on your side. You need to work with them, not to divide them and say, I won't deal with them at all. To that end, should uniformed Toronto police officers be allowed to take part in the Toronto Pride Parade? 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Alan in Scarborough. What do you say about this, Alan? Well, absolutely. The police should be allowed to uh, participate like any organization at the fire department or any organization wanted to get out and go in this parade that's what the parade's about and and for one group to uh, distinguish another group and say we won't participate if they're there that there's a problem in that group and uh, the police are there to protect them they're there also as a, a participant in the parade so why are they being disallowed that's totally wrong no i agree and i think most people do agree thank you for calling in alan Let's go to Jerry in Aurora. Jerry, what do you think about this? I agree. The police should be allowed to march in the Pride Parade, and they do a wonderful job. Yeah, they do. And, and the officers who do march in the Pride Parade, uh, Ross, they're clearly having a good time. Uh, they're clearly merging both parts of their lives uh, as individuals and feeling very good about that. And it just seems to me that it goes against everything that Toronto stands for as an inclusive society that we would say, no, you can't take part in this event wearing whatever you want to wear. These, these officers volunteer for this they ask to be on it they look forward to it it's a highlight of what they do and as you can imagine there are certainly some officers there that went through a lot who who grew up uh gay maybe they had issues maybe they were picked on and they take this take this very job to get involved with and they stay out on it and they and they come out on it and they want to be there to represent and do stuff it means a lot to some of these people some of these cops have probably done more for uh, the cause than many of these people who want to ban them. And it really is ironic. It goes against everything that pride should be about. A- absolutely it does. And as I said, it seems also to be within the, the constitution of some of these people who have signed this letter saying they don't want them there. You know, and, and I think maybe it's time that they took a look at their leadership. I mean, as I said, the support for this for the pride has gone way down since this anti-police uh, stance came up. And as I said, these police officers, look, I've talked to some of the police officers involved in the Bruce MacArthur investigation. And um, when when someone brings up to them and I'm talking with them that someone brings up that people are saying, oh, the police didn't care. The police don't want to do stuff. And why didn't they figure it out sooner? I see their eyes drop and their and their spirit drops a little bit when they're being accused of that, because let me tell you. That's not why they're in there being cops. That's not why they make it to the homicide squad. That's not why they do what they do. And while they're doing this messy, ugly job, you know, they're having some, and I'm going to say it's a minority, I think, taking shots, but getting a lot of media for it. 
Last week, uh, the Toronto Star says that documents were obtained by the Star through a Freedom of Information request and revealed that Pride Toronto was at one point open to the idea of allowing officers in uniforms to march in the parade. Uh, So now you wonder if they were leaning towards uh, allowing officers back in with their uniforms and at the last minute there's been some sort of political maneuvering. I mean, we don't know what's been going on behind the scenes, but it sounds very much like this. Like, let's give it back to them. Let's make sure that they suffer for the Bruce MacArthur case. And and look, I I don't, you know, um, it's it's tough. You don't want to say this, but I don't want to see people who are using the victims of Bruce MacArthur and hiding behind them as an excuse to keep police for political reasons out of this parade. That's the last thing anybody needs to do. I mean, these are people, these are innocent people who were butchered by this man. You know, allegedly the case still has to come up and the police are still going to have to prove it in court. But to say that, oh, no, we can't solve that problem, because to stand behind that, as opposed to healing and working with the cops and getting a closer working relationship with the police to protect that community, to understand you better, to fill in the holes, it makes no sense to me. It would be like somebody saying, I had a bad experience with a doctor one time, so we're never going to use a health care system again. Right. It, make, it makes no sense. Police are part of the community. Teachers are part of the community. The 519 is part of the community. Gay people are part of the community. Christians are part of the community. You just can't exclude what makes up our, our, our community and our civilization. You just can't exclude a group like that. Ross, before I let you go, the latest on the investigation, is there any insight you can give us? Uh, the police will, I believe, they're going to be giving an update uh, next week. You can listen next week. There will be an update. And they're looking more. They're waiting for this warmer weather so they can get five days of good warm weather uh, to break the, uh, the freezing in the ground. And their investigation will continue when they get that. But look to next week for the lead detective to be giving an update. Thank you for your time, as always, Ross. Thank you, Jane. <laughs> Crime and security specialist Ross McLean here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. I'm Jane Brown for Libby's Nimer. And still to come, are you a caregiver? We invite you to share your stories on this National Caregiver Day. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.